Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? I know I did. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code DKHOOPS for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's code DKHOOPS only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including, but not limited to, Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Look at the moves by Edwards. Swashbuckling and slamming! (laughs) Anthony Edwards! Welcome in to NBA Pulse, a production of iHeartRadio and the NBA. I'm Sarah Kustak, NBA analyst for the Yes Network, and today is Friday, January 19th. From our extraordinary core group of NBA journalists, we're joined now by NBA.com senior writer Steve Ashburner. And as speaking of NBA.com and your incredible writing, you just had a article posted the other day about the Minnesota Timberwolves, how the Wolves trio is making it work. And they made it work last night on TNT against the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, none more than Anthony Edwards, who continues to showcase his extraordinary talent, a 118-103 win against the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, Ant with 26 of his 28 points in the second half. Uh, a nice little run there in that, speaking of second half, opening up a lead, 17 points from Mike Conley. was Had a, a stretch of his own. Nas Reed hitting a big three, and overall the team is really clicking. It was fun to listen to uh, Edwards in his postgame interview with Charles Barkley asking about who, who could who could kind of get him going on the team, who could speak freely and say something to him. And uh, Edwards said that, that Kyle Anderson, uh, Kyle Anderson slow-mo, said that he was playing like a scrub, uh, only two points do something and, and he certainly he certainly did uh with that being said ash obviously the game last night the highlight plays by edwards but overall uh take us more into that article what you saw and why anthony edwards in this group has been at the top of the western conference for pretty much the entirety of this season 
Yeah, Sarah, hi. I, I spent um, three or four days in Minnesota right after Christmas. And um, the, um, you know, that's a team, that's a franchise that I covered for 14 years as their beat reporter up uh, for the Minneapolis newspaper. So I know a lot of the history, a lot of the um, anguish that, that Timberwolves fans have felt. Um, and I was there during the good times when Kevin Garnett was there for his first go around. So, you know, they have really suffered up there. It's been one of the most forlorn franchises, not just in the NBA, but across the four professional sports in North America. Their winning percentage, you know, historically low uh, until recent times. And so, you know, there are a lot of people that are giddy about this Timberwolves team. And then there are a lot of people that are, um, you know, fool me once kind of, you know, about this team where they, they're expecting the worst. And, you know, the more we see these performances now, the more you have to think that this is for real. Um, a real a real litmus test is not only did that team not blow a fourth quarter lead, which had been a, a hallmark of, of Timberwolves teams past, they actually extended the lead. And then when you get into the personnel and Anthony Edwards is, you know, he's a number one pick in 2020. Um, he's got all of the assets you would need to be successful, and it seems like it is coming together there where the Timberwolves could actually end up with one of the faces of the league. Uh, first time, obviously, since since Garnett. And, um, you know, here's things I hear about it, uh, Anthony Edwards. One is that he's eminently coachable. You know, he's headstrong. He's emotional. He complains too much about non-calls, which has him trailing the play. Uh, too often for his coaches to be happy. But given all that, he he takes advice. He does learn. He adjusts. He made, obviously, adjustments in that game to to play the second half as a different player than he played in the first half. Um, the other thing is that if you watch him, and I know it's, it's blasphemy to invoke the name of Michael Jordan, all right? But given that as the backdrop, he has got moves that are reminiscent of Jordan. He has got sort of this fast twitch athleticism that's reminiscent of Jordan. Not going to hang that on him at all. He doesn't need to play under a Michael Jordan cloud. But in terms of stylistically and competitively, he's extremely competitive. You know, you hear about these guys that they want to win at everything in life, not just not just uh, on the basketball floor. Um you know, there are reasons to see, you know, uh, echoes of, of Jordan in Anthony Edwards' game. And I've long said that Kobe Bryant was a carbon copy of, of Michael Jordan. Carbon copy, I guess that's an outdated term, but he was a, he was a clone of Michael Jordan. And there's no reason to think that Anthony Edwards can't be a clone of those guys as his career goes forward. Um, now, will he have championship success? That's not just in his hands. You know, that, that depends on teammates and it depends on organization and it also depends on the rest of the league. But as a player, as a scorer and as a difference maker, I think Anthony Edwards uh, has as much upside and is now flexing it on a regular basis as anybody in the league. I'm taking your words, Ash, and you said it, and I'm going to put you on the spot in terms of upside invoking the name of Michael Jordan. 
championships. And, and you mentioned, I mean, Anthony Edwards, 22 years old, um, 6'4", 225, but how he moves his explosiveness. This season, he's shooting 38% from three on more than three three-point attempts. Um, obviously, his ability to get downhill, get to the basket. He's always been a very um, solid on-ball defender. I think, obviously, it improves right. with a guy like Gobert off the ball, but just his off-ball defense um, overall, how he's fit into the system scheme, five assists per game. Is Anthony Edwards your number one guy right now at this point of the league that you would choose to to build a franchise around? Um, you could do worse. Yeah, I, I don't see any reason to say uh, no. I think that, um, you know, there are other guys you can make cases for, um, you know, Jokic, Giannis, um, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, but I think overall, I'd be happy with uh, Anthony Edwards as uh, as my tent pole guy, the guy I'm going to start with. Halliburton, also one of those guys that that you would put in that category of one of the top top tier players you would build around. Oh, no doubt about it, and obviously a different kind of player. He's not nearly as flashy. Um, he's a fun and exciting player to watch, but he his game is divided between obviously you know finding his own moments and knowing when he needs to seek out his own shots. But first and foremost, facilitating his teammates and being almost a classic point guard in that sense. You know, there's tons of scoring point guards and ball handlers in this league. And Halliburton seems to sort of blend the old with the new as uh, as far as, you know, how he plays the game. That's a fine line to walk. And um, he's walked it tremendously with with the Pacers so far. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's not going to be the guy that's uh, passing to himself for a slam dunk off the backboard like, Anthony Edwards, but um, smooth operator. He can play for a long time and and be effective. He snuck up on this league, you know, coming in uh, in the I think he was what a twelve or fourteen pick out, uh, in uh, out of Iowa State by Sacramento. And you know, you do a redraft of that year, and and he's right there in the top one, two, or three. So, um, no, Halliburton is, is tremendous. Uh, I happen to be in Indianapolis. The night that he uh, strained his hamstring back on, I think it was January 8th. And um, very grateful uh, as Pacer fans and teammates uh, were that it was a strain, not a tear, um, because I have a story in the works on Halliburton and I'd hate to have to shelve it for, you know, months. So um, he's, he's expected back in the coming days. And when you have him and, and, and Pascal Siakam together, um, I think you're going to really see that that Pacers offense, if it's possible, ignite beyond what we've seen. Yeah. So before before we, uh, I I ask you a little bit more about that. As you mentioned, a, a trade that occurred as we start to near this February eighth trade trade deadline between the Pacers, Toronto, uh, New Orleans, a little bit involved in this one. But Pascal Siakam, a name that we had discussed for a really long time, a lot of trade speculation, um, given the direction of Toronto. And where his uh, contract sits, Pascal Siakam going to the Indiana Pacers. They also ended up getting a second round pick from New Orleans. Uh, Toronto gets Bruce Brown, Jordan Wara, uh, two, three first round picks, two in 2024, which is uh, expected to be a little bit lesser of a draft. And then a third in 2026, top four protected. Uh, but but let's begin with, with Siakam on the Pacers. I know you mentioned it with 
Tyrese Halliburton, but this Indiana Pacers team, you know, currently they're, they're sitting seventh in the Eastern Conference, uh, 24 and 17. But after you look at what Boston, where Boston is at, Milwaukee is four games behind the Celtics, Philly just one game behind that. Between Cleveland, New York, Miami, Indiana, they're all within a game of one another. And uh, we've kind of seen them bunched up here with opportunity for for home court as, as you start to project out what the playoffs could look like. What does Pascal, this Indiana team has been scoring at, at incredible rates. They play really fast. They need a little bit of help there on the defensive end, but also the ability to play in transition. It feels like Siakam is a perfect fit for all that. I mentioned Halliburton, but also how he can play alongside Miles Turner. What do you see this doing, Siakam coming to the Pacers for the Indiana Pacers and the ceiling that it potentially gives them this season and beyond? Well, I mean, I think Siakam is a is a perfect fit for their style, for a complimentary player with Halliburton. Um, to me, the key is he, he just runs the floor. I mean, he's an incredible athlete. Um, if he plays at a fast pace like they like to play, then, um, you know, the sky's the limit. I mean, I think of him almost like a Sean Kemp with uh, Gary Payton in terms of, uh, you know, at the end of, of passes, alley-oops, whatever it is, Siakam can defend. Um, you know, as long as he doesn't come in and, and now, you know, uh, think that he is, you know, the guy and everything has to run through him. If he just fits into the flow and, and plays with Carlisle offense, um, I think it's going to really boost the Indiana Pacers. They're going to miss Bruce Brown, but I think they have other pieces. I mean, you know, defensively, you've got, um, Aaron Neesmith and, uh, Benedict Matherin. They didn't have to give up guys like that. I think Indiana can realistically, look at um, going after a home court um, position for the first round of the playoffs. I think they could, they could climb as high as four in the East. And um, that's a, that's a pretty good goal for where that team started the season with. Without a doubt, without a doubt. Uh, first, first big trade, significant trade that we've seen. But as I mentioned, speculation continues as we start to near that February 8th trade deadline. We are going to talk about uh, some of those expectations right after the break. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? I know I did. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of his stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code DKHOOPS for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's code DKHOOPS only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including, but not limited to, Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, 
Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to NBA Pulse here. Kustak joined by the incredible Steve Ashburner and Ash. It's about that time of year. I feel like things never stop uh, in what what we look at. Rumors taking place, movement happening within this league. But February 8th is that trade deadline. Um, And interesting to kind of look at what teams may be buyers, what teams may be sellers, and in what names continue to be shuffled around as potential Trade candidates. Um, one of those names has been uh, Zach Levine with the Chicago Bulls. What may happen with him? Jante Murray has been tossed around quite a bit with the Atlanta Hawks. You, you obviously have a team like the Lakers. You wonder if they make may may make moves. Um, I'm watching the Brooklyn Nets, and, and they certainly have not been performing in the way that you would anticipate and hope this year. And they've got a couple players that I think could be desirable candidates for some other teams. Uh, let, let's begin first with the Bulls. Uh, your expectation of moves they may make and possible teams that could target some of those players. Yeah, you know, I know the Zach Levine thing has been out there for a while. Ever since he went out and the, uh, the Bulls started to play better during his absence. Well, he's back now. Um, you know, they're up and down. I, I almost, it almost seems too stale. It almost seems like that market has been probed. Uh, there wasn't enough there coming back to Chicago in return. I'm not sure the addition by subtraction, um, dynamic resonates with the Reinsdorfs in their ownership of that team where they are willing to give Zach Levine's talent away to get out from under his max contract. I know they don't like, you know, spending money freely in Chicago with that team, but, um, I think that's going to be an impediment now. I don't, I, unless they can find a team that is willing to, you know, bring back some draft assets and, and things that I don't see the Lakers necessarily as having. Um, I'm not sure that, that Levine is actually moved. I, I think that Chicago, you know, one of the biggest embarrassments for the Bulls had been Orlando's rise because of the Vucevic trade and the fact that the Bulls gave up Wendell Carter Jr. And the draft pick that became Fritz Wagner, uh, Franz Wagner. Um, but they're right together in the standings now. So, you know, that, that takes off a little of the pressure as well. I, I'm not so sure that the Bulls are going to be in much of a position to do anything. Maybe a team wants to pick off DeMar DeRozan 
here, you know, uh, near the end of his contract. I mean, we see Indiana's not afraid with Siakam. They, they're convinced that they can re-sign him in the summer. So if a team feels that way about DeRozan uh, and commits to that, maybe that's a move that happens. Yeah, what about teams that will look to do something? Uh, I'm going to point to the Los Angeles Lakers. <clears throat> they're always in the topic of conversation. Um, they're currently sitting 10th in the Western Conference. However, they have won four of their last six games, uh, won two good ones, had a nice win against Dallas on Wednesday. So it feels like they're actually trending back in in a better direction. I, I think the the shock of this season, if you would call it that, or a little bit of a surprise is the fact that both LeBron James and Anthony Davis have been available and they have been <laughs> excellent. So it's that always seems a part of it. If you got those two players playing sure. at these type of levels, uh, it's all about the others. And I think the others have, have been a little bit better in this stretch. Uh, but in terms of the long-term picture of what they want to accomplish with with the talents of guys like James and Davis, do you expect the Lakers to make some moves? And, and who do you think they potentially could use? Well, I mean, they need help. They, you know, they can always use shooting. Um, you know, this is the time of year where Rob Palenka really impressed people last year, the way they remade that roster over the second half of the season. And, um, you know, that, that resurrected that team. And I, and I think that based on that experience, um, sure, they're going to look at that. I mean, when they wake up every morning and they see the Lakers in playing territory at best, um, you know, that doesn't fly uh, in, in Los Angeles and with the uh, Laker fans across the nation. So, sure, there's pressure on them to make a move. I think that they're inclined to do so. Um, I, they don't seem to want to talk about Austin Reeves, though he would have a market. Um, you know, Rui Hachimura might be someone. I mean, he was such a transfusion last year and right into the playoffs. But, you know, who knows? That dynamics change. So, yeah, I, I think they are, um, you know, high on the list of teams to make moves. Um, they just need a, a deeper supporting cast overall. Yeah. And I, you know, watching what they've done, and I said it, it's it's amazing to see what LeBron James is doing at 39 years old in, in his 21st year. And that's something that you cannot take for granted. And is, is for me, just a fan of basketball, you cannot waste. And I do think that we talk so much about the role players. D'Angelo Russell has been playing better. Austin Reeves has been playing better. Um, even you look at a touring, but the consistency of it, and it's fine at this point of the season, but what will they look like when you get towards the final stretch? What will they look like in the postseason, the playoffs? And I think for a second season in a row, that's not something that that you want to necessarily count on. So I'm curious to see um, what they may do, what they what they want to do at this point. But I, I do not think you you just sit idle um, with players like a James and like a Davis in particular playing the way that they have this season. Uh, Ash, as always, we appreciate your time. We will continue to to read all of your stuff and watch you on, you. on NBA.com and NBA TV. And as I mentioned, you got that tremendous article about the Minnesota Wolves trio and, and what has helped keep them together at the top of the Western Conference uh, that you got to check out on NBA.com. So until the next time, Ash, uh, we'll see you soon. Thank you, Sarah. NBA Pulse with Sarah Kustak is a production of the NBA and iHeartRadio. Please rate, review, and subscribe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. 
I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.